Welcome to Morning Soap. At Fusion Church, our desire is that every believer would not just attend church, but also hear from God daily through His Word. As we read the Bible, we begin to see how God responds to things. Doing daily devotions repatterns the way we think, transforms the spirit of our mind, and helps us become more like Jesus. Join us here, Monday through Friday, as various pastors and leaders at Fusion Church share devotion and teaching through that day's soap scripture. Download the current soap reading plan at fusionchurch.cc soap. Hey, good morning, everyone. I hope you all are having a great week so far. And uh, we are about to dive into Numbers 16, uh, Numbers 16 today. Um, we've got some stuff. There's a lot to read in here. Um, so I'm not going to beat around the bush. we got to jump into it. Um, we've got a lot to swallow up. And if you read ahead, you got that joke. And uh, <laughs> so there you go. Um, if you haven't, you'll get it in a minute. Uh, but let's get into the word. Let's first pray um, and ask God to open our eyes this morning uh, and see what he has for us out of Numbers 16. Um, so let's pray. Lord, we just uh, we thank you for all that you are doing. Um, we thank you for uh, what you're doing in our hearts and our lives, what you're doing in our congregation, what you're doing in your church, Lord. We just uh we just ask for your presence this morning, wherever we're at, wherever we're listening uh, to this. Um, at, we just pray for you. We pray for your holy name uh, to be glorified. We pray that you open our eyes and our ears today to your word. Uh, Lord, I surrender myself to you, uh, that this be your word and not my own. Uh, teach us, including me, what you have for us today uh, out of what your word is. Uh, Lord, so uh, we just pray for all these things in your mighty name, we pray. Amen and amen. All right. So get that cup of coffee. Um, if you follow along with me in Numbers 16. Um, so we are here still in the wilderness, uh, journeying around with Moses and uh, Israelites. And um, of course, God is still leading them by cloud. And we get here in verse one, Korah. Um, starting uh starting some ruckus and let's see what unfolds out of this so um reading out of the nlt as i normally do uh verse one one day Korah, son of uh ishar a descendant of koeth uh son of levi conspired with uh dathan uh abram <clears throat> the sons of uh Eliab, and on son of uh peleth from the tribe of Reuben. They incited a rebellion against Moses, along with 250 other leaders of the community, all prominent members of the assembly. They united against Moses and Aaron and said, you have gone too far. The whole community of Israel has been set apart by the Lord, and he is with us all. <clears throat> what right do you have to act as though you are greater than the rest of the Lord's people. When Moses heard what they were saying, he fell down on the ground. And then he said to Korah and his followers, tomorrow morning, the Lord will show us who begins, who, who belongs to him and who is holy. The Lord will allow all those whom he selects to enter his own presence. Korah, you and all your followers must prepare your incense burners light fires in them 
tomorrow and burn incense before the Lord. Then we will see whom the Lord chooses as his holy one. You Levites are the ones uh, who have gone too far. Then Moses spoke to Korah. Now listen, you Levites. Does it seem insignificant to you that the uh, that the God of Israel has chosen you from among all the community of Israel to be near him so you can serve the Lord's tabernacle and stand before the people to minister to them? Korah, he has already given this special ministry to you and your fellow Levites. Are you now uh, demanding the priesthood as well? The Lord is the uh, one you and your followers are really revolting against. For who is Aaron that you are complaining about him? Then Moses summoned uh, Dathan, Abram, and the sons of uh, Eliab. But they replied, we refuse to come before you. Isn't it enough that you brought us out of Egypt, <clears throat> a land flowing with milk and honey, to kill us here in this wilderness, and that you now treat us like your subjects? What's more, um, you haven't brought us into another land flowing with milk and honey. You haven't given us a new homeland with fields and vineyards. Are you trying to fool these men? We will not come. Then Moses uh, became very angry and said to the Lord, do not accept uh, their grain offerings. I have not taken so much as a donkey from them, and I have uh, never hurt a single one of them. And Moses said to Korah, you and all your followers must come here tomorrow and present yourselves before the Lord. Aaron will also be here. You and each of your 250 followers must prepare an instant burning. <clears throat> must prepare an incense burner and put uh, incense in it so you uh, can all present them before the Lord. Aaron will also bring this incense burner. Each of these men prepared an incense burner, lit the fire, and placed incense on it. Uh, then they all stood at the entrance of the tabernacle with Aaron, uh, with Moses and Aaron. Meanwhile, uh, Korath had stirred up the entire community against Moses and Aaron, and they all gathered at the tabernacle entrance. Then the glorious presence of the Lord appeared to the whole community, and the uh, Lord said to Moses and Aaron, Get away from all these people so that I may uh, instantly destroy them. Verse 22, but Moses and Aaron fell down on the ground. Oh God, they pleaded. You are the God who gives uh, breath to all creatures. Must you be angry with all the people when only one man sins? And the Lord said to Moses, then tell all the people to get away from the tents of Korah, uh, Dathan, and Abram. So Moses got up and rushed over to the tents of Dathan and Abram and followed uh, by the and followed by the elders of Israel. Quick, he told the people, get away from the tents of these wicked men and don't touch anything that belongs to them. If you do, you will be destroyed for their sins. So all the people stood back from the tents of Korath, Dathan and Abram. And then uh, Dathan and Abram came out and stood at the entrances of their tents together with their wives and children and little ones. The most. Uh, and Moses said, this is how you will know that the Lord has sent me to do all these things that I have done, for I have not done them on my own. 
if these men die at nat a natural death, or if nothing unusual happens, then the Lord has not sent me. But if the Lord does something entirely new, and the ground opens its mouth and swallows them, all their belongings, and they go down alive into the grave, then you will know that these men have shown contempt for the Lord. He had hardly finished speaking the words when the ground suddenly split open beneath them. The earth opened its mouth and swallowed the men along with their households and all their followers who were standing with them and everything they owned. So they went down alive into the grave along with all their belongings. The earth closed over them and they all vanished from among the people of Israel. All the people around them fled when they heard their screams. The earth will swallow us too, they cried. Then fire blazed forth from the Lord and burned up the 250 men who were offering incense. And the Lord said to Moses, tell Eleazar, son of Aaron, the priest, to uh, pull all the incense burners from the fire, for they are holy. Also tell him to uh, scatter the burning coals. Take the incense burners of these men who have sinned at the cost of their lives and hammer the metal into a thin sheet to overlay the altar. <clears throat> Since these burners were used in the Lord's presence, they have become holy. Uh, let them serve as a warning to the people of Israel. So Eleazar <clears throat> the priest of 250 bronze, uh, the priest collected the 250 bronze in, uh, incense burners that had been used by the men who died in the fire. And the bronze was hammered into a thin sheet to overlay the altar. This would warn the Israelites that no unauthorized person, uh, no one who was not a descendant of Aaron, should uh, ever enter the Lord's presence to burn incense. If anyone did, the same thing would happened to him as happened to Korath and his followers. So the Lord's instructions to Moses were carried out. But that very next morning, the whole community of Israel began muttering again against Moses and Aaron saying, you have killed the Lord's people. Well, and it, the stupidity sometimes just gets me. But uh, all right, verse 42, as the community uh, gathered to protest against Aaron, Moses and Aaron, they turned towards the tabernacle and saw that uh, the cloud had covered it and the glorious presence of the Lord appeared. Moses and Aaron came and stood in front of the tabernacle and the Lord said to Moses, get away from all these people so I can instantly destroy them. But Moses and Aaron fell face down on the ground. And Moses said to Aaron, Quick, take an incense burner and place burning coals on it from the altar. Lay incense on it and carry it out uh, among the people to purify them and make them right with the Lord. The Lord's anger is blazing against them. The plague has already begun. Aaron did as Moses told him and ran out among the people. The plague had already begun to strike down the people, but Aaron burned the incense and purified the people. He stood between the dead and the living, and the plague stopped. But 14,700 people died in that plague, in addition to those who had died in the affair involving Korah. 
Then because the plague had stopped, Aaron returned to Moses at the entrance of the tabernacle. The word of the Lord. <laughs> All right. So, man, there's, it, it's a pretty, uh, it's a pretty wild story. It's a pretty amazing story. And unfortunately, um, it's all still so true today of the human condition that we see around us of it doesn't matter who or how you got to whatever level of power that you are in, um, whether you are the boss at work, uh, leader of your own family, even um, a leader of uh, at the church or a leader at uh, anywhere else. There will always be people that want to come against you. There will always be people that say, why you and not me? Why you? Why do you get to do this and not me? I don't like you. Who made you X, Y, Z? Who made you Moses? Who made you Moses? You know, and we just see this craziness that um, these guys are, I mean, let's look at it this way. We don't have the tent in the cloud of God. We don't have this in our community. Like, yes, we have Fusion Church, but the physical cloud is not sitting on top of the church right now for us to come in front of God and he, his presence physically can manifest right there uh, to where everybody there is seeing this. Everyone sees and knows. They're, fi- they're following a physical cloud. It is physical evidence of God's presence at the time. And yet these people are acting this way. This lets you know how devastating sin can be, even with the presence of God around, it still happens. We see it over and over, and this isn't the only time uh, that Moses is coming to question and that people revolt or um, build a coup or a rebellion or whatever name kind of uh, of you want to call it, insurrection, whatever you want to call it, right? I I don't care, but... it doesn't, it's not the only time that people come against Moses or question Moses, literally in front of the presence of the Lord. And they think that, here's the crazy thing, they they blamed him at the very end of this. This is what blows my mind. They saw the Lord open the earth up and swallow up and then burn everybody else up, the followers of um, of Korah. And yet they blame Moses. You killed the Lord's people. This is how blind spiritually some people can be. Physically, they can see exactly what happened. But they are blind spiritually to understanding that the Lord did this and they blamed Moses for it. They blamed Moses for it. Moses was the one trying to intercede for them. Moses was the one trying to even say, Only, you know, why burn everybody up when only one man sins? Well, first off, this is where, honestly, they're a little wrong. Look, every one of us is very, very ridiculously responsible for ourselves. And so if you decide to follow somebody that is creating division, that is creating dissension, that is uh, uh, questioning um, certain things and instead of bringing unity, If you decide to follow somebody like that, and you decide to continue and actually enable more division, 
you're sinning as well. You're sinning as well. You may not be the leader of the division that is being brought out, but you are sinning as well. When you definitely when you're bringing division to the Lord's house. And so the Lord didn't um, correct. We see that the Lord didn't correct him, but he did listen to him initially. And he eats up um, Korah, the two other idiots that want to follow him, and then anybody else that did not listen to Moses uh, and getting away from them. But then the Lord still burns up everyone else that uh, was a part of the clan. Instantly, if you were a part of the division, you listened and said, all right, you, if you're with Korah, all of you guys need to burn some incense. Now, burning incense was supposed to be something in a, in a way, it's symbolic of our prayers. Uh, the incense of burning, the good smell, the smell is supposed to be of our prayers, going to the Lord like a good fragrance uh, to the Lord. But here, in this situation, it wasn't. It was a mark of these guys saying, I, I'm in agreement." with this divisive spirit and they fell for it. So God will find, God will make sure that, you know, you're singled out. You're going to be part. If you're going to say you're going to be part of something, if you say you're going to uh, take heed in, in whatever uh, faction or belief system that's coming together to bring division to the Lord's people, God will find out or make sure that there is a way that you are marked, that you are marked, and then therefore it will be destroyed in some way, form, or fashion. Now, he doesn't burn people immediately anymore, like Aaron's sons were when they tried to, um, un, in an unholy way, burn incense as well in the tabernacle. Remember that one? Aaron's two sons come in because um, oh, they, well, they're called priests. They're they're sons of Aaron. They can't do anything wrong. We're good to go. And we just unholy, in an unholy manner, in an unrespectable manner, in an unreverent manner, I'm going to just burn incense and do whatever I want and walk into the presence of the Lord uh, with my own pride, with my own uh, sense of uh, self-entitlement. Because that's ultimately what it was. Yes, they were... Uh, sons of Aaron, and they were designated and consecrated for a specific job. But when you take upon that, and you have a sense of self-pride, and you go into it without the reverence of realizing that you were appointed that by the Lord, instead of saying, I'm appointing that because I'm so cool of who, just where I happen to be, and I can do whatever I want, you just walked right into your own death trap. Pride killed them. Pride killed them here as well. This is a spirit of division and pride. Nothing more. This is pride saying, uh, why doesn't, wait, Moses gets to do all this and I don't? No, that's not cool. I, 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 can, I can be just as good as you. Why, why just you, Moses? Why just you? Well, guess what? Here's the deal. A lot of us, and I'm telling you, this is this is coming from a patriot. A lot of we love our democracy. We love it. We love that we get to have a say. We love that we get to uh, pick our leaders, or do we? 
But I'm just saying that we love this idea of democracy. We love this idea of that, you know, I have a level of power and say and vote in things. But I'm, I hate to tell you, I hate to tell you, and I'm going to tell you, but the Lord's kingdom is never and not a democracy. It is not. There is no democracy with the Lord. There's no, you get to vote. There's no, there's either you, you love and obey and understand, and you get it with what the Lord is doing, or you're rebelling. You're going against him. You're saying no, you're rejecting him. It's one or the other. This is why even in uh, Pastor Danielle's message this weekend, this past week talking about like um, being lukewarm is disgusting to the Lord. You're going to pick which way. You're going to either love the Lord with all your heart and all your soul and follow him as best as you can and as hard as you can and as uh, and as with as much vigor as you can. Or you're just going to just say, absolutely no, like at least be ice cold, at least like pick a side this, this whole like, no, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna sit in the middle. Like there's no Switzerland in heaven. Okay. And at least like these people said, I'm just going to pick division. Well, and they, they picked it and they chose their side and they got their consequence for it. And they see it. We see that Moses is like, man, there, there's no in between, and there's, uh, and there's really only one way. Is there really only one way, and it's the Lord's way? You can choose your fate. You got to pick. But here we see that the spirit of pride and division just, just overtook these guys. It overtook them and, and and built up other people. And I'm telling you, the um, it's more, it's a spirit. You want to know how I can tell this is a spirit? Because the Lord destroyed these people that were coming up against them. All 250 of them, plus their two, their three leaders here, ate them up, swallowed them into uh, into the ground, got wanted to, including their families. Including their families, and some people, well, that's really harsh. And it's like, no, God does not want this sin to continue. Does not want this generational sin to continue. He is so adamant to get rid of sin. He wants to root it out and stop it from spreading as much as possible. But he knows how infectious these spirits are, and this is what happens. The, he gets rid of them, gets rid of the two hundred and fifty, and the spirit is still around. So much so that these foolish people decide to listen to the spirit, decide to be or continue to uh, go with it. They come against Aaron. The whole community of Israel began muttering again against Moses and Aaron, saying, you have killed the Lord's people. The spirit of division. It just it just hopped out. We see that. I'm telling you, if you see something like this, don't follow it. Don't follow this spirit of pride and division. Don't follow this kind of uh, thinking. Don't follow that. This is, uh, I, I hate to tell you, uh, the kingdom of God is not a democracy. 
It is not a democracy. It may be a hard truth, definitely for us as Americans, right? That's that's different. That's difficult. We love our democracy. We fight for our democracy. We we love our constitution. I I, I believe in the constitution myself, even for uh, you know the type of government we have. However, the constitution is not the kingdom of God. The constitution is maybe the best thing that we have for right now other than the word of the Lord. This is ultimately the, the way I want to live my life right here. Uh, the Constitution may be a great thing for as of right now, but however, we see its flaws all the time. We're, we're living through all sorts of things where, guess what? It, it's not perfect. This world will never be perfect. There is no perfect form of government. There is no perfect form of anything except for following the Lord. But as we even see, even in that imperfect people that are within that, mess it up. And we see that Israel, the uh, a specific group of people pulled out consecrated by the Lord specifically for him, and they still messed it up. God is perfect, but we mess it up. God's way is right, but we mess it up. We mess it up. But there's no democracy there. And we see that just the spirit of Division is infectious. But here's the thing. I want us to look at the end here. So you had Moses and coming uh, and Aaron falling on their face. So anytime it says that they fell on their face, they're basically, they fell down and started praying. That's basically, it's not like, well, they're not clumsy and they're just continuously tripping on rocks. Uh, they, whenever it says they are falling on their face, consider it. They are just, they are praying immediately. Sometimes it says in here what they're praying for specifically and other times it doesn't. So it says a couple of times that Moses and Aaron or Moses fell on his face at the very beginning of 16, um, and verse four, he fell down on his, on the ground, right? It's not clumsy. Moses is just dropping to his knees to pray immediately. It just shows that no matter what is coming against him, he is first going to the Lord in prayer for wisdom, guidance, and counsel. Are we doing that? Whenever anybody is coming against us, whenever anybody is coming against, uh, maybe it's our authority at our work job because, you know, uh, it's our employees that are coming against what uh, our decisions are or um, maybe it's not even your decision, but it's the decision above you and you're having to enforce it and, and put it out there. Right. But you're doing the right thing by not saying, well, it's just the boss. It's the boss's decision. It's not mine. We just have to do this. Right. We know that that's not good leadership. We want to own the order. And so we just say, hey, this is what we're going to do. OK, this is how we're going to move forward. And uh, we don't just blame it on upstairs. We own the order and we go forward with it. But when people come against you. Do you fall back and just blame it on somebody else? Or do we fall on our face and say, Lord, help me? Lord, what do I do? Lord, give me discernment and leadership and wisdom right now into how to handle this. 
and how to handle those that are coming against me. How do I handle the spirit of division in the situation I'm in? How do I handle the spirit of pride that may be coming against me by other people right now? Do we fall down on our face? And we see that that's what uh, Moses and Aaron, right as the uh, people were coming and saying, you killed the Lord's people. And as the community gathered and uh, protested against Moses and Aaron, then they see the glorious presence of the Lord appeared. You would think that that would shut them up. You would think that immediately when you know the Lord's presence in this mysterious, beautiful, wonderful cloud is falling and descending upon his own tent, and it's coming right there in front of the tabernacle, you would think that they were like, oh, no, I saw what happened last. I saw what happened yesterday. This is yesterday. This was yesterday. People, this was yesterday. This was less than 24 hours later. These people were coming against Moses and, and Aaron. And the presence of the Lord comes down. And you that's how short, short-sighted and short-memoried people are. They forgot what happened yesterday, and they're still coming against them. And the presence of the Lord appears. You would think that that would stop it immediately. But Moses and Aaron came and stood in front of the tabernacle, and the Lord said, Get away from all these people so that I may instantly destroy them. Just disgusted by pride and division. The Lord is. But Moses and Aaron fell down on the ground. This, I believe, is an example of what we should be doing as Christ followers. When we see people going astray, when we see people falling into the trap of pride and division, when we see people falling into the trap of um, maybe their own, like, issues or ego or whatever it may be, whatever the problem is that we see people are falling away from the Lord or being deceived and distracted, we should immediately fall on our face and pray for them. We should be the priest. We should be the Aaron's and the Moses that are interceding for those to helping them. Lord, what should we do? Lord, what should we do? How can I help? How can I be a part of unification and not division? And Moses here. So here's my question. Are you a Moses? Are you an Aaron? Or are you part of the people? The problem. If you're a Moses, you're the one that is discerning of spirits. You are the one discerning of what's going on. You can tell that, yes, this is not against flesh and blood, that this is this kind of spirit over somebody. This is what is going on. This is this is a spirit of division. This is a spirit of pride. This is a spirit of um, jealousy. This is a spirit of envy. This is whatever it, it may be. Whatever is coming upon the issue or the problem. Maybe it's at work. Maybe it's at church. Maybe it's in your family. Um, maybe it's even with yourself. Are you discerning over what is even uh, affecting and inflicting your on your own life? That, hey, I have there's a spirit of pride trying to come over me, and I'm not going to listen to it. I'm not going to listen to it. Are you discerning of this? And we see that uh, Moses is discerning. He says, quick, and he tells Aaron, this is what we must do. You are the priest. So quick, take an incense burner and place burning coals on it from the altar. Otherwise, do it the right way. Take the holy fire from the altar and put it in the incense, all right? 
to do that, lay incense over it. Otherwise, all the stuff to get burned and lay it uh, or carry it out among the people to purify them. Are you an Aaron? Are you the one interceding in between um, God and people's sin? Are you the one trying to purify people? Are you trying to leading people back to the Lord the right way? Uh, open their eyes spiritually to what is going on, pulling them out of their distraction, pulling them out of uh, their problem and their pride and their issues. Are you, Aaron, are you that one that's doing the hands and feet of the ministry? Are you the one that is running around trying to help people and purify them? Are you the priest? Are you the pastor? Are you the best pastor in your neighborhood? We believe you are, but are you? But are you? Are you an Aaron? Or are you the problem? Or are you the problem? That's the question. Are you part of the people that's just following these uh, any way of doctrine, any getting swung back and forth as the New Testament talks about, like you, we want to be rooted in Christ. We want to be rooted in the truth of God. We want to be rooted in the church. We want to be rooted in what God is actually doing. Or are you getting swayed by any form of doctrine of this earth? Are you getting swayed back and forth? Are you part of the problem? And it's kind of one of those like quick gut check. Where am I today? Am, am I helping, making sure I'm part of the solution? Am I uh, Moses? Am I able to discern things? Am I able to bring wisdom and clarity to a situation? Uh, or am I like, hey, I'm the I'm the problem solver. I'm the Aaron. I'm the one that's going to run around and I'm going to I'm going to grab people and snatch them by the soul and bring them right back to the Lord. I'm the one that's going to go into their door and say, honey, I love you. We can't be doing this. Uh, sweetie, I love you, but we can't be continuing in this prideful lifestyle. Um, stop this. Let's go. Are, are you inviting people to church? Are you the one bringing them and trying to purify them today? Or are you like that discerning leader that's uh, trying to lead other people to help them do the work of the ministry, uh, like in all the errands and everything? Or are you part of the problem? Or are you part of the problem? We can either be part of the solution by either being leaders or doers, or we can be part of the problem. That's it. That's where it comes down to. It really just comes down to that. And yes, people died. 14,700 plus the 253 in their families. People died in this plague here. Now, thank God, we don't, God doesn't operate this way because of the cross. This was a way that God was trying to purify people. They had to, you know, by individually trying to cast out and get rid of sin. This is also a, as well as showing and pointing to the cross of what God is ultimately going to do. And not just swallow up the people, but swallow up death itself. By the work of Christ on the cross. I want you all to see that. That God is in the business of swallowing and destroying and getting rid of sin. It's not about the people itself. It's about the sin. And God ultimately 
gave us the full answer to that by Christ on that cross and rising to new life on the third day. You see, we just, we see the love of God just wanting to swallow sin out of our life, wanting to get rid of it, wanting to root it out, whether it's, it's uh, swallowing it up, whether it's burning its eyes out, or it's wanting to just get rid of it by, um, by a plague or however. God just wants to root out sin to stop it, to stop the spread, to stop the generational curses, to stop it from going any further, from hurt, hardening our hearts so that we can come to him. We can come to him with a heart of flesh. that he can mold for for his glory. Maybe we'd be part of the problem, or not part of the problem, but part of the solution. Let's be part of the solution. Let's be leaders and hands and feet of the ministry. Let's bring souls back to the Lord. Let's bring people back to the Lord. Let's not put up with division and pride in no matter what setting, not in our church, not in uh, our families, not in our workplace, not in our friend circle, not in anywhere. Let's be Moses and Aaron today. Let's intercede for people. Let's run around and purify people as much as we can. Because our God is a good God that loves us. He wants to root out sin in our lives. He wants to get rid of it and kill it and, and swallow it up as much as impossible. Because of his great and glorious work that he did on the cross. So I pray that this challenge to you today uh, kind of Uh, A little sobering, but it wakes you up a little on that Thursday. Gets us ready for coming into the weekend and getting ready for another wonderful Sunday service. Let's pray and let's have a great Thursday. Lord, we just thank you right now for your word. Lord, we just see that how the uh, spirits of pride and division want to continue uh, no matter what, no matter whether they are in one person or another, they jump around. We can get rid of uh, people in our lives, but the spirit can still keep on coming and attacking and affecting us. Lord, may we just may we just continue to press into you. May we continue to keep our eyes and our focus on you. Uh, may we just keep coming to your presence, Lord, because of your son, Jesus. Lord, here they couldn't come in your presence unless it was through the work of Aaron, through the work of the priest, through uh, others that were um, basically interceding and trying to be the work and the joiner between you and uh, your congregation. But Lord, because of your son, Jesus, the veil is torn from top to bottom and you have opened the gates wide open that we are able to come into your presence because of the blood of your son. So may we come and sit at your feet today. May you give us wisdom and discernment over our lives. May, uh, may you send Moses into our lives to help discern what's going on in any areas or problems that we have. May you empower us to be Aaron's to help do the work of the ministry and the power and, uh, and the uh, way that you have us to go for your, uh, for your glory, Lord, for your will. 
may your will be done. Lord, we just thank you for all that you're doing. We just thank you today. May we go forward and just continue to love you, continue to keep your word on our mind throughout our days. May we be able to see uh, problems and and other areas as what they truly are as distractions and issues. May you give us knowledge and wisdom on how to deal with it, no matter where that setting is. Lord, we just love you and thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Have a wonderful day, everyone. We can't wait to see you this Sunday, uh, second week for our ministry fair. Uh, it's going to be great, and I know that this this message is going to be pretty good, so you may want to uh, definitely uh, tune in or come in <clears throat> this weekend. It's going to be great. See you all then. Take care. God bless. Love you all.